Welcome to Align the Stars, a limited edition podcast. This is Align the Stars, a limited edition podcast on the Paul Zotter release, Songs Without a Chorus. This is Paul Zotter. Welcome to Align the Stars, a limited edition podcast. This is episode number three, The Musicians. And we're joined by the musicians who helped out on Songs Without a Chorus. So we have Dave DeWitt, Tim Mudgett, Dave Tig, and Dom Musumeci. So gentlemen, thank you very much for joining us here to, to talk about this album, or this EP, I should say. I, I wanted to start out, you know, Paul and I have already discussed the, the manner in which this came about and, you know, the the somewhat unique and, and unforeseen circumstances of, of 2020. So from your perspectives, um, you know, was, was this sort of a, was this a welcome opportunity for you? Have you guys been collaborating with other musicians in this sort of fashion throughout 2020? Just generally speaking, you know, what are, what are some of your, your thoughts and experiences here? I'll go first, I guess. Yeah. So, um, we have actually done this before. It's always great. You know, I love it. I, I love working this way. I, I live a little farther away, okay. so it's nice to be able to work on my own time. And but uh, yeah, I, I love say- it. I get, I get, yeah, I get an email from Paul. Hey, Dave, would you <laughs> like to uh, help with this? I'm like, yes. I think I told him at one point. Just assume yes. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever you need, just say here's what I need. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, I would say we were probably well not uniquely but we were well positioned for this virtual thing that's happening right now i mean all of us were working this way um already a lot i mean we were between paul and dave and dom i mean you know all of us and tim too we we were already kind of collaborating virtually before we were forced to do that and i mean for me it's actually i don't play out very much live so it's always um, I'm, you know, same for me. If, if, if any of these guys ask me to do anything, uh, collaboratively, I'm my knee jerk, always my response is yes. Sometimes to my own, uh, detriment because it's, this, this stuff is either feast or famine. It seems like it's like, there's, you know, we talk about this sometimes where all of a sudden, you know, you have nothing to do for a while. And then all of a sudden you've got like five songs that people are waiting on you to, to do <laughs> one thing or another for all at once. And so that never fails. But, um, but yeah, if anytime Paul writes songs, I'm in because, you know, he's done the hard part. <laughs> and we just we just get to do the fun parts after that. So it's great. Yeah, I mean, I, I've definitely done a couple of uh, collaborations um, virtually. I, I, um, as you guys, you guys know, Mike Feud, he, he's a lot, uh, signed me up to uh, do the solo for uh, Handle Me With Care on one of the. Oh, OK. Yeah, we were talking know, about one that. of the one of the videos. And then um, and they actually kept that. Band, they actually kept that from me, Joe, because I was doing it and and I knew Mike had had been 
roped in and he never told me that he got Dom to do the slide solo. So when <laughs> yes. I actually, when I actually saw the video and all of a sudden yeah. there's Dom playing the, and I was like, Dom's on this too. This is awesome. <laughs> and, and my wedding band, we've been doing some, you know, quarantine videos too. Um, you know, same, same type of thing, just recording it ahead of time and then kind of lip syncing the video kind of thing. Um, so yeah, it, it's, it's new to me because I'm more of a live player, <laughs> but um, I'm enjoying, this, you know, doing the recording. It, it's it's a lot of fun. I, I, you know, have a good setup now to do it, and it's it's awesome. I'm, I'm enjoying that. Uh, I wish we were doing it under better circumstances, but. Expound on that a little bit, Dom, because I've been curious about that. Um, listening to, like, your solo on uh, Down With Love, so it sounds awesome. What did, did you, I was wondering if you added any gear to like record from home. Yeah. So I, that, that particular, um, all the stuff for this, I used uh, a Friedman rump and it records silently. So it has a direct output. So it's a tube amp. So mm -hmm. I get the tube amp tone and I can record in the middle of the night and no one in the house would know it. So, yeah, um, nice. so, so that's something new that I, I got. Um, and I also, I just recently, I have a lot of vintage tube amps. I also got this two note. Um, it's kind of a load box that I could use any of my tube amps now um, and record silently with them as well. Uh, so I'm prepared now to do more. <laughs> I could use all there my gear now. Yep. Yeah, I think uh, gear purchases have probably gone way up from this. Joe James from Sweetwater has a vacation home in uh, <laughs> yeah. Aruba now. Yeah. Uh, I'm, we, we, I'm guilty. <laughs> yeah. Tim, any any specific thoughts from you on on this, or or generally speaking on on 2020? Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, it's been a creative time, you know, for us creatives. I think it's just fantastic to see. You know, these guys and myself, you know, taking the time, you know, I mean, speaking for myself, you know, during the normal busy, you know, aspect of life, you're always thinking, boy, I wish I just had that extra hour or two, you know, to get down in the studio and you put it off and you put it off. Now, no excuses, like get down there and do it. And yeah. uh, so I think that's something we've all done and taken advantage of. And um, I think we're all probably thinking, it continues. <laughs> we can continue this type of schedule where we have plenty of time uh, to stay in the studio. Uh, so it's I was extremely creative early on. Uh, I did kind of burn out because I, I, like Paul, was trying to do video editing as well. Mm. And that sucks. It just <laughs> it really saps your creative spirit quickly. Yeah. Uh, and I, you know, it just, it's just that much more time consuming. You know, I, I consider myself more a musician, even though I enjoy the video process and I'm a very visual person. Uh, but yeah. So anyway, I, I burned out. But anyway, Paul called me. Um, actually he called me, I think two years ago. Yeah. Um, um, and we laid down some tracks and I think he forgot about that. So he called me again during COVID and we <laughs> laid down some more and he's like, dude, I found, I think I found what I needed from something <laughs> recorded two years ago. <laughs> and I, I was happy that he did because it, I think it turned out great. You know, Tim, Tim and I played together in green eggs and jam. Okay. And we're working on some stuff on, on that avenue as well um, over this time. And we, we've known each other for the last few years and we've gotten to you know play a lot more music together. 
you know, a couple of years ago, he, you know, laid down a solo for a song without a chorus and had it mixed, had it ready to go. And I never did anything with it. And I think I mentioned this to you earlier, Joe. And, uh, and so this go around, we were working on it and, and Tim was kind of like, and Hey, you know, by the way, while we're working on this, uh, maybe you want to go back and listen to some of this over again. He said, uh, there may be some things you want to fix this go around. So, uh, it was, uh, extremely helpful. One of the other things is, you know, you may recognize Dave DeWitt and Dave Tighe from the Virtuoso's performance of Red Barchetta that we talked about um, <laughs> last time. And listeners of Progressive Palaver will also recognize Dave DeWitt's name as the creator of the theme music for our, our regular podcast. So, Dave, thank you very much. We get lots of absolutely. We get lots and lots of comments and and uh, com Kudos. compliments. Questions. Compliments Everybody wants to that. know. It's the second most <laughs> common comment that we get the first one is you guys don't know what the fuck you're talking about the second <laughs> the second one the second one the is, second one is hey. you guys know how to choose a fucking theme song yeah they're like <laughs> who wrote the theme song that's where can i get it great yeah thank you yeah i appreciate that it was um that was one of those things that you know again paul zotter hey dave you want to do this yes i don't know what it is yet but the answer is yes <laughs> so. yeah, well, you got more than you bargained for on that one i think it, it, it's it's awesome and i still i mean i have listened to that that theme music many more times than i even care to admit having edited all those episodes that i've done but i still it's still fresh and lovely to me so so oh, personally thank you. thank you so nobody moving... can nobody can get the pattern of kick drum hits in the, in the... <laughs> I, I knew I had to do something very progressive in the uh, <laughs> in the theme song. So, let's go backwards. Let's let's start with a song without a chorus, so we can get we can get Tim in here. So we've already touched a little bit. On, on the fact that, that Tim actually did some of this earlier on. So how, how long ago was that? And, and Paul, you know, how much is new and how much is old? Is it a mixture? What, 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 what's the story there behind Tim's, Tim's uh, contribution? It, it was like 2016, wasn't it, Tim? It was like a long time ago. I, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if it was 2016. It was several years ago, yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I think we came. I th cause, so Tim lives about a stone's throw from from me. Um, he's a, just around the corner. And he I think I was looking for some guitar and I said, dude, you should come over and, and do this. And he came over and noodled for a whole night. We just drank beers and bourbon and he played guitar and I recorded and then we sort of, I think, passed back and forth some ideas back until we had sort of a, a framework. And then he laid down a whole, a whole solo. And I do recall that we had a complete, we had it mixed. I think Dave DeWitt, you mastered it for me and uh, was all set to release. And then I don't even know what happened. I think it just, I think I was just waiting for like the right moment. And then we ended up working on a Christmas song. Uh, me, Dave, and, and Dom we did a Christmas song together, and then and then I got this crazy idea that I could record an EP with these guys in in like three months, and it ended up taking two years, and um and before you knew it, it was 2020, and you know I I called him up and I said, hey we 
we should you should record a, a, some solos over the, over this song that you did four years ago. So 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 Tim, <laughs> let's 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 go to that phone call, right? You know, Paul calls you up and says, "Hey, you should record some solos on this." He sends you over the file, and you listen to it, and you're going, um, "Dude, we've already done this." I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I yes, I, that thought did run through my head. But you know, it's Paul's otter, man. If he wants to get together and, and play some, I jump right into that. I mean, it's it's always a pleasure working with Paul. And uh I'm you know, I what I, I think I did differently when I came back this time in 2020, I was like, all right, well, I know what we have in the can before. You know, let's try some different stuff. And so I was going to a little bit more cleaner tone stuff, a little more melodic, trying to go along a little bit more with the chord progression. I wasn't feeling it. And I guess Paul wasn't either, you know, this second time around. And so when he said, dude, I found your old stuff. That's it. It's great. I was, I was pretty happy uh, because I really felt like, yeah, what, what was already there, uh, we'd spent the time and energy for and really sounded good. And there was nothing new coming, you know, that was any better. Yeah. Uh, were you trying to uh, to come up with something new because you were remembering the old stuff? So you were like, well, I can't do that again. So let me do something it, different. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And I just like, you know how it is. You, when you hear a song and you start like trying to create along with it, there's just a groove that, you know, you if you had done, if you had tracked it, you would attract it in your groove. You know, and even if it four years later, you probably would have been like, oh, I keep wanting to go to that same groove, that same style. Um, so I did. I found myself trying to break out of that. And, you know, it just wasn't, you know, never, no, there was no magic there from my perspective. And I don't think there was, I think Paul saw it too. Mm. Um, and then and upon listening back, you know, the funny thing is the slide, the slide work that's in that, I remember Paul saying a couple people tried, or maybe he tried, I can't remember, did, did you say someone tried doing some slide? I think I tried to do some slide, maybe. Okay. Yeah. yeah which was a big mistake. Yeah. <laughs> and for the most part, it was for me, too. Uh, this was, you know, four years ago, we'll call it, when I you know came over the first time. And uh, I was like, this song begs for slide guitar. And uh, that's not really in my wheelhouse. But I, you know, I... I brought my slide over. It's like, I just want to give it a try, you know, just put some nasty old slide on there. And so we fooled around with that for an hour or two. And, you know, Paul was re graciously recording everything. And, uh, you know, again, I never felt like it was like, oh, that's it. But uh, evidently there was one or two little bits, tidbits in there that you ended up keeping for the recording. Yeah. So moving backwards, then we go to Autumn Song, where um, Dave, you provided bass for this, Dave, Dave Teig. So how did, how did that come about? I mean, were you aware of this song's previous incarnation or did Paul just kind of spring this on you sort of as it, as it, as it came or? Yeah, this one was sprung on me. <laughs> like, I, I didn't, I didn't know about this song before Paul hit me, hit me with it. But, uh, yeah, he just asked if I wanted to, to do it. I said, sure. Never heard it before. And like most things, he'll just send me like kind of a rough track with no bass in it. So it kind of gives me the opportunity just to come up with something sure. for it. Uh, he usually doesn't give me much guidelines for that. So I just have the yeah. latitude to do what I oh, want, yeah. feel like. Was and then I send it, send it to him and then he comes back and says, that sucks here to try this and do that. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm so fortunate to have all these guys willing to to work on this stuff. You know, like I feel like I have something to offer the bass community, but there are certain songs that I'm like, oh, well, this this is going to require some tasty bass, and I'm going to need Dave Tig to weigh in. And then he does it for me, and then I send him feedback, and I'm like, try this, try that, maybe this. You know, <laughs> it's like, that's <laughs> nah, it's all good. Love it. So, so Paul, in the in the original, we'll call it the demo version of Autumn Song from way back when. Yeah. Do I recall correctly that there what was there a baseline or was there not? I don't not, think there was. Or, not so much. So, yeah. so for those who don't know, I uh, I wrote Autumn Song like twenty five years ago and. I demoed it and our, our friend Colby Dransfield uh, did some keyboards and along with the keyboard stuff that he put on, he put on like a keyboard bass. So it was just sort of very uh, regular pedal tones that were on the original, um, original demo of, of Autumn Song. So the, um, there's some real magic in the bass lines uh, on Autumn Song when the, uh, the verse kicks in, the drums start and... Um, the falling leaves foreshadow is the line, and 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 Dave just yeah. starts grooving. It is so tasty. <laughs> if Dave sort of realized the expectations that you've held all these years, sounds like he did. I don't, I don't know if he realized them. Well, I mean, he, he didn't know I had them, but he definitely realized them well <laughs> above and beyond for sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I didn't, I didn't know anything about the song or the history until right now. So. Yeah. I figured, I figured that Paul probably kept that pretty close to the vest. So he's uh, he's a sneaky fellow. This one, you got to keep your eye on him. Um, moving backwards into to down for love. So we've got uh, we've got Dom here stepping in on on the lead guitar, and you know, Dom, what was what was your thoughts on on down for love and how that went? The cool thing about Paul is he just like sends it over to do what you do, and didn't really give any guidance. So I was like, well, I guess I'm going to give it a shot here, and I just went for the melody of the of his vocal for for my main solo, just to kind of get it started and just, you know, went from there. that he lets us be creative in our own right you know i mean it, it was awesome it was pretty much i just copied his his melody that he already had in the song just to get it started and just kind of build off of that and i don't know if you remember this dom i sent the email and i said hey all all i'm hearing is like you know like sort of a pentatonic you know riff and 
And I'm like, but I'm sure you, you can come up with something mu much, much more creative than that. And, and then Dom proceeds to send me the most badass pentatonic <laughs> riff that I've ever heard. And, uh, and the tone was just, I was yeah. almost afraid to mix the tone because the tone was so monster. I was like, oh, I don't even yeah. know if I want to mess with this at all. <laughs> that, that, was the, that was a 56 Junior mm. on that main solo. So yeah, that helps. <laughs> For sure. And uh, as soon as as soon as that uh, "Down for Love" came on, you get the nasty face. It was like, yeah, I saw his nasty. I love it. Yeah, it's got a little shank on it. And and then so the the EP actually starts off with Second Chances," which has the broadest uh, contribution here. So we've got uh, Dave Dewitt on electric guitar. We've got Dave Tig on bass with backing vocals, and and Dom, you weigh in on on lap steel. So. So that was, you know, that was maybe a more collaborative in terms of, you know, the amounts of parts in there. Was that any different? Were you guys aware that, you know, it wasn't all Paul with you adding in at that point? Or I think he let us know. I mean, I think I knew Dave was definitely involved for sure. Dave DeWitt. Uh, not, didn't know about the other Dave, but I knew Dave was involved. Dave DeWitt. I, I want to say the track that I got probably had Dave space i don't think it had your slide yet so it was relatively still open ended in terms of what to do i think it's interesting that you guys are all saying that paul like lets you guys have free reign because i mean he sends me like tablature and, <laughs> and, notes and he's like don't stray from this yeah <laughs> but um yeah so i think i think i knew but that the stuff may not have been in there yet so it was kind of cool because it you know nobody was worried about stepping on anybody else. And I think it, it, it was cool how we all didn't just almost naturally the parts just sort of complemented each other. When you guys collaborate like this and, and, you know, with the exception of you, Dave DeWitt, you know, Paul seems to give everyone else free reign. But <laughs> when, when you hear this back, do you ever give him notes back and say, you know, Hey, you know, mix this differently or, Hey, this isn't quite right. Or, or, you know, anything like that, or do you guys just sort of offer it up and, and, you know, trust the output there at that point? How, how does, how does it work on the back end? Paul usually send the, the final and, or, you know, final. And then uh, it's usually, I mean, it sounds great. And it's all just nitpicky, like personal preference stuff as feedback, really. So, so not, certainly not in the CP. There's been times when we've worked on other things where I may have said like, Hey, have you thought about doing this or that? It's, I don't think it's usually in terms of like, I don't know. I, it's, it's usually maybe in terms of arrangement. Sometimes we, we've maybe talked about some, you know, maybe you pull something out or change something with the arrangement or switch something or try something, um, which I think is a fun way to try to add value instead of being like, you know, Hey, turn the guitar up a little bit, which, you know, guitar players always say. <laughs> but, um, mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I can say that in, uh, you know, across the different collaborations we've done over the years, there have been different levels of, of work. Like I would say the sentimental EP, I mean, Dave and I, Dave DeWitt and I actually, I actually took a song over to him, you know, midway through and started, you know, played it for him and, and, you know, he was giving feedback and, and, and he suggested adding lyrics to a bridge and helped me with the lyrics with that. And in, in uh, guitars and cars, Dave Dave Tig, you know, literally single handedly took some of those songs from like guitar demos to, you know, full full band presentations. Um, yeah, there it is. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And then and then certainly, you know, Tim 
flagged a few things up to me with um with uh a song without a chorus you know after four years you start to hear the same thing and you only hear what you hear and you know i'm extremely grateful that that he was like you know hey uh you know take the earplugs out and and listen to this song again and and listen to the vocals and and make some tweaks here um so so uh, you know that that's one of the things that i'm so grateful about working with these guys is that you know they're all top notch and pros in their own in their own rights they you know i definitely respect any of the feedback that um that they have and 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 you know certainly when i'm wrapped around the 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 wheel and i don't know what to do i i definitely you know reach out to them and say hey listen to this and let and let me know what you think and and it's 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 pretty awesome i i do have one one question for the for the guys on second chances because i don't remember the order of who got what when and what it sounded like and what was actually on the track but i do remember that there was about two and a half minutes at the end that literally just had like no vocals, just two chords. And, and I was like, you know, just do me a favor and play till the very end. And I am curious, like what you guys were thinking during that part, because what you guys came up with was stellar. I just played. Just bored out of your mind. Like here I am. Instructions. I knew something was, would come of it. So I just played. The, the most painful thing of that song were the vocals, though. Oh, uh, that's, yes, because Dave Tig offered up 15 different tracks of his vocals for the end. Like, I need you to sing these four parts like three times each or whatever it was. And uh, yes. yeah, I think I remember um, when you when you said that to me, the first thing that went through my head. And I so a couple things. First of all, it's interesting. You know, you mentioned the four years and it's hard to like kind of step back from it. And I feel like that's true even after like four hours of listening to something. Right. So the cool thing about getting something like this is that you don't have any preconceived notions. You don't have those like, you know, mental grooves already sort of worn in about this is how this has to sound or whatever. So with the end of the track, I think you had something in mind, I think. But I, you know, if you give a guitar player again, something like that and go, hey, play to the end. The first thing the guitar player is thinking is like. <laughs> you know, yeah. epic <laughs> delay, reverb, solo, like going on. And so it was for me, the challenge was like raining that back and going, wait a minute, that's not what this is calling for. It's like, this is more like textural. It's more, you know, so it was a different sort of part than that, um, which was cool. It was a really fun challenge to do that for me. So that's, that's what I remember about that last part. Mm. Yeah, I just assumed it was going to fade out, you know, but it didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I think. I think when when I got the track, it it didn't have any slide guitar, none of Dave Dewitt's, no vocal at the end. I, I don't think. I, I forget. Yeah. You maybe you had a vocal on the end. I'm not sure. Might might but, have been. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but it was it was you know more sparse than it is now, obviously. But you know, sometimes, and we've actually talked about this on Progressive Plaver. You know, I think Rush is the most famous for in, in, you know, some of their songs that fade in the later, later stage Rush. As the, it's fading, you hear some wicked cool shit that they're doing. Yeah. And, and, um, you know, in that long outro, especially towards the end, uh, there was some great stuff going on. And, and, and I do believe that, you know, like, like Dave Tig recorded at a different time than Dom and dave dewitt and so when all those things started coming together it was amazing how 
they they just kind of fell into place. And then there were also great opportunities where I could like, you know, kind of snip this section uh, from the guitar line and, and, and drag it over here and um, put and fit it with the bass. And, you know, the greatest thing, like Dom was doing these great, you know, like on the uh, on the lap steel. And I could just like basically snip those out and pepper them throughout the song, um, you know, anywhere where I felt like I felt like they fit. So um, nice job, by the way. I noticed that. <laughs> that was beautiful. So it's it was it was a cool and there was just so, there was just so much magic going on there. Uh, it was it was a, a lot of fun. And actually, I you know, Dave DeWitt, I don't even think you recorded any guitar before like the extended bridge. I think all that stuff in like the second verse is all stuff yep. that you did at the end that I basically snipped out yeah. and um and just and just reused and. Uh, you know, I think you recorded some stuff in an amp tone, but then you also sent me a clean track so I could kind of do whatever I wanted with it, which worked out to be really fun. It was the and it was the first time, like production wise, I'd ever really done anything like that too. So it was yeah. Cool. I think the first version I sent you, I did actually print the amp tone in the recording, and it was too like overdriven. Um, so we did like a redo that speaking yeah. of feast or famine, I mean, this, this song, like I'm remembering now too, because it like, this one hit me at a time when I was like, I can't recall what was going on, but there, I had a, too much on my plate, I think. And I did, I ducked out of the vocals. So Dave Tig took, took the hit <laughs> on that one. Um, and I think I was like, yeah, I, I did. I think I listened to it a few times and I like owed you the, the guitar track. And I was like, you know days went by and, you, and I think you might have like called me and been like, Hey, are you like, what are you doing over there? And, um, so I was feeling a little bit of pressure cause I had a, a bunch of stuff going on. So I recorded one real fast and I was like, you know, there's this, this part. And I think you were like, I love it, but it's too overdriven. So I kind of just went back and like, almost like played the same thing over again. It was just like you said, it was from like the chorus out. And then you were like, what do you think if I like start cutting some stuff and putting it in a, you know, that saved me. So I was like, I love that idea. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it worked out well. that any of you may have just thank 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 you paul for including me because it was awesome i enjoyed it. it was it was great i loved being a part of it so my gosh yeah. thank you, you definitely appreciate it yeah kicked ass and, uh, <laughs> when's the next one get ready all right so i will thank all of you gentlemen for your time and patience with you know everything else that's uh that's going on so yeah, before we we cut out, then you know I, you know all of you guys have other things going on. So maybe we can just go around the horn, and you can give a, a, a 
a quick rundown of, of maybe some some projects that you're have ongoing or part of or where people can find out more about you? Why don't we All start right. with Tim? We'll start with Tim. All right. Uh, so <laughs> for, I have the pleasure of playing with Paul and Green Eggs and Jam. So we'll start there. A shameless plug for Green Eggs and Jam. Um, yeah. Original music. I don't even know what to call it. Funky jam jazz rock with a twist. Uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> it's out there. And then I have a bunch of solo material out there under Tim Mudgett. Uh, and again, that's out there everywhere as well. So, and keep the Bandcamp is the best place to find you, right, Tim? Uh, <laughs> no, actually, spot. I mean, Bandcamp. Uh, okay. Some of the material is there, but really, um, Tim Mudgett stuff, as well as um, the Green Eggs and Jam stuff, is on all the you know the digital music stores. Dave, Dave, Dave Tig, you're next. Uh, well, we haven't played for a while because of what's going on, but my main thing is I play with a special delivery band uh, based out of Wilmington, Delaware. Um, we haven't played since February, I think, but uh, eventually we will play again. That's a, that's that's fun bands like Seven Piece, Horn Band, Funk, cool. you know, all, all that stuff. So that's a lot of fun. And then uh, basically just been doing... Um, you know, some cover videos with some of these guys with a thing we call the virtual osos. Um, just putting together some, you know, fun videos of covers like Paul had, was talking about. And uh, that's about it for me. All right, Dom, you're next. Yeah, so my main uh, band is a wedding band. I play in a band called Deja Blue um, in the Philadelphia area. Um, and I also play in a you know, club band called The Zone quite often, and a bunch of different zoo duo people, you know, will work for a beer, so. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's uh, honest wages there. No, no yes, shame exactly. there. Yes, exactly. There are some great videos of the Deja Blue Van band, and my favorite one features Dom just ripping the end of Purple Rain apart oh. uh, on the guitar solo. It's... Huh. Epic. Where's that one, Paul? I don't even I know think, if I remember. I'm pretty sure it's on your Facebook page. <laughs> oh, okay. Cool. I have to check it out. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what happens with some of these things. Like some of the stuff I worked with with Paul, like it could literally be two years before you hear it again, right? It's true. Yeah. Like, oh, here, here it is. And you listen to it, you're like, I don't even remember doing that. Or it could be yeah. four years, and Paul doesn't remember yeah. you did it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and as we get older, it'll be the time frame will be more compressed. Like last month, like last week, I'm having trouble now. So. Who are you, people? That's yeah. the story of my life. All right, Dave Dewitt, you're you're last, my friend. Yeah. So I don't really have any uh, active live gigs these days. Um, I once in a while get the call to so our our collective buddy Mike Buda who we call the connector. Um, I'm, I'm Mike's body double his his slightly shorter, chubbier body double. And, uh, I'll fill in for him with, uh, Dave's band special delivery once in a while, which is a real, uh, treat because that band's really fun to sit in with. And, uh, sometimes with Paul Zotter, uh, acoustic duo, which I always love too. Um, and then I have, I have a website, which is midnightmusemedia.com. So it's a mouthful, but uh, that's what it is. And, um, then my YouTube channel, it's probably where most of my time is spent these days. Most of the stuff that I'm doing is ends up there one way or another. So I have mm -hmm. some like 
uh, gear demos, um, guitar lessons, yeah. backing so tracks. So I, I have to admit, Dave, I studied Dave's, uh, you know, ending for the Purple Rain solo. So Dave had a video of that. So that's how I did it, Paul. I studied nice. his video. Is that right? <laughs> okay. That's my most popular video, actually. That's the one. And that's because I had to, to watch this... it about 20,000 times. Yeah, to this day, that one still has my favorite YouTube comment of all time. Some some kid commented on there, and he said, uh, he said I, I used this video to learn this solo to play in my eighth grade talent show. And when I walked off the stage, the girls ripped my shirt off. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> said, greatest day ever. <laughs> so I mean I've I've done hey, great uh, things that's on my YouTube channel. <laughs> Paul, do do we get uh, comments like that on our YouTube channel? I don't think we so. do not. We do not. <laughs> I, I'm out there doing good stuff in the world, guys. So I mean, you know, I may not be playing live, but clearly you're making yeah. an impact. <laughs> I, I'm yeah. making a difference. <laughs> that made it that that's gotta make it all worthwhile. My my favorite story about Dave DeWitt filling in is we uh I think he I I think he may have uh done a gig with me on one end of, of town in Kennett Square, and then we walked over to Kennett Brewing Company where special delivery was playing. And they inv and they invited Dave to come up and sit in on a song, and I wanna say it was my old school. And which is not an which is not a song yeah. that you just sit in on, right? But you know, <laughs> no. but Dave's Dave's filled in the band before. And so Mike comes off the stage, Dave gets up there, and in the middle of ripping through the mild school solo, which is no no easy task, and, and Dave is just melting faces. And Lou Indolini, the lead singer of Special Delivery, looks over at Mike Futa and gives him the finger. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> it was you're the funniest out. thing I've ever seen. Futa, <laughs> you're out. Uh, well, I did put some time in on that one. I wish I could say that I just walked up there and ripped it, but I, it, uh, you have to like kind of learn that one note for note. That one's pretty well known. So, yeah. That was fun. Yes, that yeah. was awesome. Well, this was uh, this was fun. I think this worked out really well, Paul. I hope uh, I hope we got enough. I think we probably do. And you know, yeah. for for you guys, hopefully it wasn't uh, too painful. It's great to spend a little bit of a happy hour with you. Well, gentlemen, thank you so much. This has been very informative. It's been great to get to know you and spend some time with you. And uh, we hope all of our listeners enjoy the upcoming EP, Songs Without a Chorus. On episode four of Align the Stars, we will examine the images commissioned for this work. 